Welcome to the Wild and Curious podcast, a show that's part travel, part feminism, and completely inspired by extraordinary women worldwide. I'm Teresa Christine. And I'm Suzanne Schmetting. The Seven Summits is each of the highest peaks, uh, the highest peak on every continent. So there's seven continents. And so you've got Everest, you've got Denali. Um, Do you think that you would ever want to do one of them or all of them? Yes, I think I would want to do all of them. Really? Yes. Outdoorsy, Suzanne. I love it. I am outdoorsy. Someone told me once, they were like, you know, you don't really seem that strong. And and I I would be like, (laughs) I would punch him in the like nuts and (laughs) run off. I actually really enjoy being outdoors and, you know, I, I run and and I do yoga and I, I swim and like I, I skipped my college graduation to go rock climbing and I've gone mm, bouldering. I forgot and, you're like a big old rock climber. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's like when I hear stories like these women are doing seven summits, like I immediately start fantasizing about like, I would love to do that. Like I would love to kind of meet that challenge and and test myself and kind of see what I'm made of because I think I think I'm strong and I think I could be even stronger than I know and I would love the opportunity to test that. You 100% are. And that's the crazy thing too is it's like yes, you have to be physically strong. Like you mm-hmm. have to prepare, but it is also it is more than that. It is, you know, oh, yeah. planning it. It is, you know, waking up and being perhaps miserable and sore and you know, having your period or something and Mm -hmm. being like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to make it to the top of Everest. I don't care that I'm menstruating. (laughs) (laughs) We are really excited to talk to our guest today. Miriam Katiri is a mountaineer who's had a taste for adventure since she was a child and fell in love with the mountains in her home country of Morocco. She's now a resident of Bern, Switzerland, and has conquered peaks all around the world. From May 2018 to May 2019, Miriam completed the Seven Summits Challenge, which are the highest peaks on each of the seven continents. She is the first woman to have done this in under a year. For the seven summits in general, I was inspired by fellow climbers who had gone to summits like Kilimanjaro, which is the highest peak in Africa. It's it's located in Tanzania, and um, normally it takes several years to finish this challenge. But I decided to push it to the limit and to do it in one year. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I know, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, but why? I think it was the challenge uh, on itself. Um, it was the the desire to, to push my limits and see how far I can I can go. So through the whole project or to succeed this project, I, I had to train physically, I had to straighten or to, to, to become mentally very strong. And uh, in doing so, I discovered new potential within myself. 
So it was tough to be precise. My decision to embark on the Seven Summits Challenge in one year was not overnight, as, as, as there are many factors to be taken into account, like the physical condition, the preparation, the time, and not to mention all the risks related to this challenge, such as high altitude, its impact on the body. Yeah, you, you have to be like really ready to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And and you have to be like very, very motivated to, to fight against the fear which you can feel, you know, regarding this project. Because when I think about it, like the seven summits in one year, to be to be honest with you, sometimes I, even now, I don't realize it. I don't realize that I finished it in one year only. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a badass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and in addition to actually doing all of the seven summits, you were kind of a one-woman show arranging the schedule, the sponsors, the training. And how did you handle all of that? I was a one-woman show, and as I said, the Seven Summits is not only about uh, climbing the seven highest uh, peaks or the highest peak on each of the seven continents, but it's about the logistics, the preparation, um, the the whole you know the whole organization, finding the right guides to go with. So um, for me, sometimes the preparation was the most exhausting part. There are so many things you need to think about, you know, and uh, like sometimes I had like uh, 16 hours days, you know, between training, between getting all the gear needed, working, you know, I, I have to mention that I was working this year, so oh my gosh oh wow so I didn't take a a year off or a sabbatical and this made it more let's say more challenging (laughs) (laughs) the most intense seven summits experience wow that is really really admirable and I I mean I've never done um a quite an intense trek like this where you have to really plan you know a year or even more in advance you have to train i've never done anything like that what what is this like in general when you land at a base camp um and you're about to embark on your trek like what is the process like to give you an example of what it looks like to climb one of the seven summits and how it works when you arrive to base to base camp we can talk about denali if you want. That sounds perfect. Yeah, so just to make it more <laughs> concrete. So Denali, uh, with its 6,195 meters or 20 feet, 310 above sea level, is the highest peak in North America. It is located in the state of Alaska and is very remote. Denali is close to the North Pole, which makes its conditions very harsh. So 6,000 meters in Denali, just to give you an example, they don't correspond to 6,000 meters in the Himalayas or Andes, for instance. So the height might be the same, but it feels different. So 
Two weeks before flying to the U.S., for instance, I spent eight days above 3,000 meters in a winter ski resort in France, in Chamonix, probably you have heard of, um, doing different modern activities to acclimatize and get used to the altitude. So the trip starts before you land in the base camp or even before you fly. And uh, once I I landed in the U.S., um, so, so the start of the expedition is a little village actually called Talkeetna. Well, like I arrived, I met my team and the guides. We spent two days in Talkeetna just preparing our gear, packing food, uh, <laughs> supplies, and the whole expedition material because Denali takes, depending on the weather, between two and two and three three and a half weeks so once we were finally able to fly uh to base camp uh we started the following day we started uh our you know our move to camp one so you basically we were ready as i said we had our food our material everything and uh, we started work. I call it work once we landed in, in base camp. Mm-hmm. The following two weeks after we put our feet on base camp, uh, we, we used to move from one camp to another carrying very heavy backpacks and pulling sleds with all what we had. It means our equipment, gear, tent, food, so my backpack was so heavy that I needed help to put it on, just to give you an idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can imagine, like, uh, we there are a lot of crevasses in Denali, so we had to be very careful when crossing those crevasses. Each, each of the seven summits has its specific environment and, and um, specific challenges, right? Mm. And um, each trip, uh, like, I had to get used to the whole setup, the whole environment, get used to the team. And we had to function as a unit within a short period of time. You can climb a mountain and reach the summit only as a team. There were also mental uh, mental challenges. So to give you an example, the weather conditions in Denali, for instance, they are very harsh Mm. so the temperatures they used to drop to minus 30 degrees celsius in the night yes so when waking up in the morning can you imagine like you're in two weeks you wake up in the morning and your sleeping bag is covered with ice so you move your hand you open your sleeping bag and you have ice falling on your face (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) It's really fascinating to hear you talk about it because it's one thing to picture yourself in that position where you're waking up and there's like ice all around your sleeping bag, but it's another to be thinking, okay, I have to pack. I have to keep moving. And these are challenges that any mountaineer faces. I I was wondering, are there any challenges that are are specific or unique to being a woman that, that people face when they're climbing the seven summits? Mountaineering is a male-dominated domain, right? And um, like, for instance, in the Denali expedition, I was the only woman 
industry, oh. industry based on our uh, our bodies and how our bodies work as women, we face um, different um, challenges uh, are men for sure, right? Um, but I think this is this is the beauty of it, and this is this is why we should be or women in general when they make such big projects in mountaineering, they should be proud, really proud of themselves and they should get more credit in my opinion. I think women in general they are they are mentally um very strong and um when they are motivated and they are they have a target so they focus on it much more. It's it's my it's my experience. Yeah, it's almost like you have more to lose in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, given that, like with with more to lose and you know more more physical challenges, what advice would you have for other people, especially women who would want to follow in your footsteps? I would say excellent preparation, motivation, and taking small steps. So this is my advice to everyone who would like to climb the seven summits or climb his or her, her own Everest. Before starting a project, you need to study it first. Find out what you need in order to, to tackle the project. Then you can start the preparation. Only then. And getting all the prerequisites needed. Stay motivated even in the most challenging moments. Focus on your target and this will give you the fuel needed to overcome the difficulties. Large projects like the STEM summits, for instance, they for sure they have ups and downs. I mentioned this earlier with the weather, so it can be very motivating or demotivating, it can be very demotivating <laughs> when you are working hard, as I said, carrying load, you know, pulling sleds, and you realize the weather is not what you are expecting to summit. But still, you need to stay motivated and to keep up and cope with the whole situation. The other thing, the other, the other factor or key success factor I mentioned is taking small steps to stay motivated. So even a, an 8,000 meter high mountain can only be climbed in, in uh, small steps to the top. That's really beautiful, the way you break it down and talk about your own personal Everest. Absolutely. Now, seven summits you completed. So congratulations. That's amazing. And I know right now times are a little weird because there's a pandemic. Um, but what's next for you? Uh, focusing my attention of being a motivational speaker to share my experience on story with others and uh, also came up with the idea of creating um, Seven Summits Adventures, which is a high standard expedition and uh, mountain guiding company um, that uh, will help me share my experience, my knowledge uh, with others who would like to engage in mountaineering, or climbing or just uh, trekking. So you can check out my my page on sevensummitsadventures.com. Uh, that sounds so cool to be able to have someone who's done it and is like 
so inspiring leading the way and to go on that journey with them sounds really cool. And I think Suzanne is ready to sign up. Oh my up. gosh, I am. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm over here. I'm like, me, 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 next. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, and this might be like choosing a favorite child sort of situation, <laughs> but we're curious, what was your favorite peak that you climbed of the seven? It's a very hard question, you know? <laughs> yeah. If um, I have to select one, I will select uh, Everest because this was definitely the culmination of all. It was the last of my seven summits, so climbing Everest was key to success the whole project. And it was also the longest trip to the highest mountain in the world. I spent two months in Nepal, a beautiful country with such amazing people. So this certainly left a profound impression on me. And I didn't think so much about how you have to be ready in your mind to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was the same way. I was like, seven summits, no problem. I'll just train. I'll be crying the whole time, but I'll be strong. <laughs> I'll be so strong. Yeah, but you know, when when she said that, it, it definitely made sense. It was like, oh, right. Of course, it would be hard mentally to, you know, train for that many hours to be strong enough to lift those packs, to be away from whoever, to face the knowledge that these are really dangerous treks, and to do it with this self-imposed time limit. It's it requires so much mental agility and strength. It was. Really cool to hear her talk about the camaraderie and kind of yeah. the yeah the group part of things. Because yes, she did this and like very much was the one woman show behind this happening. Mm -hmm. But you don't go alone. Like you are with a group of people. And it sounds like it's a very special experience to share. Yeah. Yeah, I love what, what it was that she said. She says it takes a team to do these mountains. When she was talking, I was like, somebody get this woman a TED Talk <laughs> because she was so motivated and because she did her damn research mm -hmm. and was like so prepared. It was something she was able to tackle mm -hmm. and such an inspiring woman for doing it. You can follow Miriam on Instagram at at Mariam Kateri Adventures, which is M-A-R-I-A-M-K-T-I-R-I-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, or find her site at MariamKateri.com. If you'd like to join Mariam on her expeditions next year, check out 7summitsadventures.com. If you enjoy listening to the Wild and Curious podcast and would like to contribute to helping us make this thing run, you can. You can Venmo us at The Wild and Curious or via PayPal at paypal.me slash The Wild and Curious. Anything you send, big or small, will go towards the costs of running a podcast that's dismantling the patriarchy. It means so much to us when people rate our show on iTunes and leave reviews. We read those sweet nothings, and yes, we cry about them. We also love it when people send our podcast to someone who they think will enjoy it. Feminists sharing feminist content is the best.